So hospitality is something that many times we don't think about a lot. We learned, uh, my sisters are here today, incidentally. Why don't you stand? Chrissy and Lizzie are here. Just stand. I know you hate this, but do it anyway. <laughs> we learned a lot of that from Grandma Hogan because a bunch of people would show up and in five minutes she'd have the dining room table full of food. She put an apron on first. First things first, but, but it's more than just kind of feeding people, huh? It's uh, hospitality, really, in the scriptural sense, is a posture. It's a way of living and a way of being in relationship with other people. Now, we have great examples today, this first one from the book of Kings. So there's this couple that said they was a woman of influence. It meant they were well enough to do. The prophet would come by every once in a while, and they'd give him supper, and and finally the wife said, you know, uh, let's just do something more for him. So he made a little room on the roof, bed, chair, table, lamp, you know, pretty nice. But the thing is, is that it was being attentive to him, huh? Being attentive to him. And in fact, we don't do these things for a reward. But he said, gee, I got to do something for her. And so the servant said, well, you know, her husband's getting kind of old and they don't have any kids, and so he called her in and you heard he said, next year you're going to be fondling a baby son. Now, I don't know if that's the kind of reward you want for hospitality, but that's probably a different homily and we're not going to talk about that today. But the issue is this. I think that we've all been in situations where it was really painful. It was, people were polite. It's kind of like holding your finger up when you're drinking tea and you, and you just kind of felt, I got to get out of here. But I also hope they've been in a situation where you've been in somebody's home or around and, and they're just very attentive. You're glad to be there. It's easy. Okay? That's part of the qualities of what this is about, about this kind of hospitality. But we put that together in today's gospel and the, today's gospel starts out a little odd, I think. At least some people sound, sound, think it sounded that way. Jesus says, whoever loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And you think, gee, what's the deal here, Jesus? But the point he's trying to make is this. No matter how good the people are, that maybe the person that you're sitting next to is one of those people, um, we have to love God more. Now, I used to use the example of, you know, life's a pie and God has to have the biggest one, but I kind of redid that image. God's the crust. Everything else is built on that. And this gospel really tries to help us to wrap our brains around the fact that either God is everything or God is nothing. And I think that the more we think about that and pray about that, it's going to make sense in our lives. If, it's, if, if church or our faith stuff is just something else during the week we got to do. God, we got to get to Mass someplace. It's always going to be a pain in the neck. It's always going to be an inconvenience. We're always going to try to get it in. But if it becomes the core in our life, it's a whole different ballgame. And part of that then is the hospitality that we portray to God. Do we make space in our lives for God? Or we just think that God's going to be there like a spare tire uh, if we're in an accident and then we'll be able to get the help we need? Or is, is, does God have the steering wheel? Is that the kind of hospitality that we talk about? I think that as we go on then, Jesus says in this passage, and whoever does not take his cross and follow after me 
is not worthy of me. If you think about that, what's the cross in your life? Don't be poking the person sitting next to you either. Whoever does not take up his cross. I think that one of the ways, one of the best ways that you and I pick up our cross is by carrying the crosses of others. It's listening to somebody. It's calling them up or visiting them when you know that they're in a bad place. And you might even know what they're going to say and it's all going to be really negative and crabby, but you go anyway. What do you do? You help them carry their cross. Now, you have to understand that all these little suggestions in this chapter of Matthew's Gospel come under the heading of uh, the conditions of discipleship. This isn't just something nice to do. This is what disciples do. Disciples make space in their lives for others. Disciples make space in their life for God. Disciples help carry other people's crosses. That's our job description. It's not something for a committee or, well, I don't really, I'm not into that. I'm going to let her do that. No. We all are called to do that. And then the last part of this gospel today uses a great word. Whoever receives you receives me, and whoever receives the one who, me is the one who receives the one who sent me. So what does it mean to receive somebody? It's not about tolerating them. If you receive something, you take it into yourself. And that's where this whole idea about what our responsibilities to others about, great thing for us to think about on the 4th of July weekend, about what does it mean to receive or help out others. Uh, somebody that I read this week says, you won't know who you are until you give yourself away. You won't know who you are until you give yourself away. So you will find out that you have more patience and more strength and more courage than you ever thought you had. But if you never try to give it away, you'll never find that out. The more you give yourself away, the more you know who you are. How, why does that work? Because Jesus tells you who you are. And if we're doing what Jesus does, he reveals that to us. One other thing about this hospitality issue, particularly connected to the first reading that we had from Kings today, is this. In former times, hospitality, this taking people in, was a life and death situation. There were no hotels or motels. If you were out traveling, it was a life and death situation for somebody to take you in because it was dangerous out there. There were marauders and robbers who were out. So really, you did it, you took people in, not because you knew them, not because it was a nice thing to do, because you hoped that if you were ever out there in that situation, that somebody would take you in. You see, that's why the whole story about Mary and Joseph takes on a whole different meaning. It was dangerous to be out and to find no room in the end. Well, it's also true when it comes in our spiritual lives. You're having a conversation with somebody might save their life. Somebody who's on the edge. Somebody who's just ready to throw in the towel. Your conversation with them can be a lifesaver. Maybe you've had that experience in your own life. Where you, and usually it's always at the most inconvenient time. You know, you're going on with your life and you see this person and you know that they're in a bad place and they go, I hope she doesn't see me. And they go, Father, hi, how are you? Folks, it's that way for all of us. 
it's that way for all of us. And you never know. It might be a lifesaver in one way or the other. So I think as we celebrate a civil holiday, the 4th of July, about what it's really kind of foundational to really what our country's about. But it sure is foundational to what our faith is about. And so when it talks about uh, this idea about dying to self, that's what we need to do. To do things for others, it's never convenient. It's never things that we necessarily choose to do. It, it happens right in front of us, and we have a decision to make. And if we can remember that it just might be a life and death situation for somebody. You might not think it's that way, but they might. So as we continue to pray today, we think about the hospitality in our lives. That's which we provide for other people. The one that God always provides for us, but more importantly, how we're called to make space in our lives for others. We do that because Christ made eternal space ready for us.